So I'm going to open today's episode with two quotes. The first one being, without self-reflection, a decade of experience is just one year of experience repeated 10 times. So this idea of looking inwards gives us an opportunity to raise our awareness of where we can make improvements and become a better person on the road ahead. The second quote is, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. We will understand that anything you achieve in life is a product of the habits that you set out. And this quote we find is actually quite very timely because around this time of the year, 80 to 90% of people are giving up on their New Year's resolutions. So today's episode is a sort of two-part. It's one element where we're sort of sharing self-reflections from 2023. And the other side to it is sort of sharing our goals, focuses for 2024, because that's also built up a series of habits. Take off, take flight with you. Guys, back with another episode, episode 221. Looking forward to the today's discussion, self-reflection and focus for 2024. Um, I think it comes at a very timely um, point of the year. So really interested. And, and I hope you guys have sort of done your sort of deep homework, right? So I'm looking forward to hearing some really, really sort of insightful insights, especially from yourself, Olu. So before we dive into the conversation, instead of asking you guys, how are you and what you've been up to? Because it's usually the same. Um, I want to sort of kick off with a icebreaker question. And the question is, if you could have dinner with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Daniel, please kick off. Whoa, you kind of caught me off guard. That's um, the whole point. <laughs> I like it. Do, do, do you know what? It's a good question. And it's one where I've been asked before and I don't even know what my response was. Probably wasn't anyone meaningful. But no, I feel sorry for that person. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's I, sorry, I say that in the sense of I can't obviously I can't remember that I can't remember okay. who, who it was that came mm-hmm. to mind. Oh, I do remember, but it's a bit controversial to state that person's name now. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is it still controversial to say it? Yeah. yeah I hope it's not Putin. Yeah, it was. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. Putin. Okay. The reason why irrespective of how he's painted the media, etc., It's just to really understand his brain and what he thinks. Because it's clear that over the last 20, 30 years, he's made some decisions, quite calculated decisions to, you know, where he is now in power and not relinquishing power. And I just want to understand the motive behind it, behind his, behind his thinking, behind who he thinks are his allies and who he thinks are his enemies. And then, of course, actions that take place. So... Whilst he's a very much a, a character that's in the limelight for the wrong reasons, and I'm not refuting or disputing that, I'm not saying I condone his actions, but I'd be wanting to have dinner with him. It's more to have a conversation around what happened in his early years that makes him the man he is now. What was his childhood like to make him the man he is now? What did he go through in his teenage years to make him the man he is now? Because it seems as though someone who has or wants to and craves much power probably has had something in the past that's happened to them to want to have the power to maybe have control over people or a nation. Um, And I think that speaks volumes and just to really understand what is his end game? You know, he must have a goal in place to think, okay, I want this power, but in his head is his goal to be president of the world or to create one world system and make it just his, I don't know. And of course he's getting older. So I'm, I'm, I'm very curious just to, you know, really understand, um, his mindset and his. I can his, tell you've thought about it deeply. Is that sarcastic? 
No, I'm being serious. You could tell. Oh, you really thought it through. Um, sure. All right. So I think um, it's a great question, Pete. I actually was asked this question earlier this week. I had the chance to visit the University of Warwick um, and yes. I got invited to do a talk there. And one of the students actually asked me this question. So otherwise you would have completely caught me off guard. Um, the answer that I gave then and the answer that I would stick to now is actually Nelson Mandela. Oh. Now, I think about four or five years ago, I read his book, uh, The Long Walk to Freedom. Um, and also, there's been a, a lot of famous movies uh, by him as well. Um, and I think what he went through in terms of going to prison, the hate, um, a lot of challenges, and yet coming through it with the vision of hope is something that I think is very inspiring. I think a lot of people, including myself, may not have the patience to have the same approach that he did. Um, but that's something that has definitely made an impact after reading that book. And in that, he had a quote about it always seems impossible until it's done. And at the time when I read it, I was going through a transition period in my life. Um, mm. And that quote was something that resonated. And I actually ended up buying it and putting it, putting it, putting it on my wall in my apartment in Stockholm at the time, which was like four or five years ago. Um, and it's something that I've tried to carry through since. So yeah, he's a, a living legend. Unfortunately, he's now passed away, um, but it would be amazing to have that shared experience with dinner uh, with him. And South African food is also some of the best. So that's a nice bonus. Alu, by any chance, was it also Nelson Mandela? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was for me as well. <laughs> but I will, um, I will come up with a second um, person. This name came to mind just because I think that, um, Pete mentioned something before we started the podcast. Um, so mine would probably be, be the late Kobe Bryant. And the reason why I would want to have dinner with him would really just to go into his mind about the Mamba mentality, right? He was all about mentality, how to push yourself, um, not even in the face of looking externally at someone else, but looking internally at being a better person every single day. Um, I still, I follow this random Instagram page, which basically just continuously makes quotations and quotes from him, right? And every time I watch it, there's been one time I was in my bed and I watched it at like maybe 4am in the morning and I got up and went into the gym and worked out. So I know <laughs> it <worked>. after, <laughs> it worked definitely. That's the best so I know after um, doing dinner with him, I'll leave that um, dinner with a completely different mentality, hunger, and just thought process. So that would be who I would select. Cool. So that was also my um, person uh, to have wanted to have dinner with. But actually, um, my second choice, if I don't get to sit with Nelson Mandela, is that would actually be my wife, my children, and the wider family. We know how fast a year goes by. And... When you look back and you think how many times do you actually get the chance to sit together as an entire family in a, in a really nice restaurant, everyone's prepared to come, they're really present. Um, it's rare, it doesn't, happen, it doesn't happen that often. So my second choice would be um, uh, my family and the wider family sitting together, having a meal um, with, with nothing and no one's in a rush to, to leave anytime soon. So that would be my answer, for, I think for obvious reasons. But actually the reason also- so, 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 Sorry, so to that point. What's stopping yeah. you from doing that? No, nothing. Question. I, no, nothing. I think it's, I think we have dinner every night. Um, and I, what, so I'll, I'll come, I'll, what I'll say to that is I saw something recently, which is quite interesting. There was a, an experiment ran with adults and, and children and they asked the adults, who would you want to have dinner with? And all of the adults said, you know, someone like Nelson Mandela or, you know, someone famous, someone inspiring. Then they asked the kids, who would you like to have dinner with? 
And the parents watched the kids answer thinking it would be Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. And they all said, mommy and daddy, you know, so it was just this idea of power of, you know, your own, your family. And to to Daniel's point, um, nothing's stopping us from doing it. I just think the, you know, years go by so fast. You don't necessarily have that many times where you get together as an entire family, go into London, have a meal. Right. And if you do, it's, you know, once or twice. So yeah, definitely to prioritize that in 2024, make it happen. I'm too busy. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Let's kick off with self-reflections. We we wanted to sort of split it by, you know, if we could all share one personal and one professional self-reflection from 2023 and really looking forward to seeing which direction you guys uh, take it. So maybe Olu, if you want to share, um, let's all do a personal reflection first and then we can do a professional, go around, around the table like that. Yeah, I'll say mine really for 2023 is really living in the moment and prioritizing my health, right? I think really the key to happiness, the point of life is to enjoy it, right? Live in the moment. I think so many times we look at future goals, future aspirations, and we don't really focus on the current. And then I think in 2023, right, I saw... um, especially with the loss of family members close to me, mm. saw really the importance of health, right, um, during 2023. Now, I think a lot of the listeners would know, February 2023, I made a leap to go to Bali for a month, and that was an amazing experience. Um, the joy, the excitement for living again, really going out, exploring, the, the work-life balance, like I, was, I went surfing for the first time, Never, never done that in my life. Um, almost drowned a few times out there, but I kept getting back up <laughs> continuously, um, attempting to surf. Um, I went hiking multiple times, lost so much weight whilst I was in Bali just due to the food, the portion. Um, ran a half marathon in 2023, really, again, that focus on living in the moment, prioritizing health, and what was also great and just to end on it was really being able to see the results at the end of the year. So I think mm-hmm. Daniel talked about the importance of getting a annual MOT. And that's something I started doing a few years ago where they'll basically you take a um, you do blood tests, you do certain health checks, your weight, et cetera, and then measure every aspect of your body. Right. And one of the, great achievements for the end of 2023 was just for me to see my body fat percentage drop from 30% to 20% and even my metabolic age decreased by 10 years. Don't ask me the question, where was I in 2022? <laughs> <laughs> what was happening in 2022? But it was great that the the in, me being intentional all throughout 2023, I was able to see the results and that's something I'm going to continue in 2024 living in a moment and focusing on my health. Great. Sure. Pass the baton over to you. Um, I mean, just to, just to say, I saw Olu a lot in 2022. So now to hear and see physically <laughs> that he is healthier than ever, um, I can at least uh, confirm some of those, some of those numbers. So Olu, well, well done on an amazing um, 2023. I think from my side, from a personal standpoint, um, it's, it's more of a personal mental reflection and realizing that for me, the regret of not trying something 
would always end up being heavier than whatever potential risk of failure there could ever be from actually giving something a go uh, and having the courage to take that jump. So I think last year, uh, from a personal standpoint, or even from an element of professional, I think there were some decisions that I was able to take where if I didn't take it, then I probably would have regretted not taking those decisions and taking riskier riskier bets with some of the projects or maybe some of the, the travel that I did or taking extra time with the with the family in different areas. And I think actually executing on those decisions meant that the regret was minimal. Um, and it's something that I learned a lot from it. Uh, and also I can carry through into the future and other decisions and, and activities. So I think that was the, the main personal reflection that the regret of not trying something will always weigh heavier than any potential risks on the other side of it. So it's better to take the risk and learn than to not take the risk uh, at mm. all. Uh, for me, actually, a, a personal self-reflection was actually realizing the only thing we actually own, you know, this is it's quite um, interesting for, for investors um, who are always talking about um our portfolio and what we own the only the only thing we actually own is our memories is the ability to sit down in the evening with your family and friends and say remember when we you know went here when we, when we traveled to this to, to location remember when we actually experienced this particular thing on on last weekend and, and it's actually and it, it it just made a it stressed the point around the fact that the the pursuit is actually to stack up as many rich experiences as possible and to be quite intentional about creating experiences. So last year, I, in terms of examples, last year um, I made it a point with myself, my wife, and the kids to travel, you know, the world. And um, we travelled to multiple um, destinations, um, like almost once, a couple of times, um, a quarter. And pr- it was absolutely priceless. It was absolutely priceless. You know, from the moment we left our home, the vacation started, um, all the way until we got back. The pictures, the videos. And it creates, you know, colourful conversations at home thereafter. You can forever sit down on a mill and talk about, remember that time when, you know, you know, Karim done this and Ayan done that. And so it's, it's, it's the only thing we own. And so I think, I think it's this idea of setting out to, to create or invest in experiences. And I think that's a great way of sort of putting it. So I think, I think the, the, the key lesson, again, it was stressing is for life, it's, it's really understanding how to shop. And knowing what to shop in, what to shop for. Daniel, I'll pass it over to you. Well, thank you. Um, my personal reflection is along the lines of when you take life and strip everything away from it, um, what is it really made up of? What or what is it also or what really matters? And I think Olu alluded to it. And I think for me personally, I think it's family and those who you love. And I think in life, we often take for granted that everyone's gonna be around forever. We don't often think that our time on this earth is limited. And each passing day, we get closer to that exp- expiration date, so to speak. Not to sound morbid or, or make it, you know, sound very horrible, but it's a reality that we're not, no one is no one is on, on this earth for forever. Think about, do we even know the names of our grandparents or even our great-grandparents? For now, their memories to us, they might be to our kids, but in 50, 100 years' time, we're going to be in pictures that no longer exist or have been lost. We're, we're owning homes, we're owning cars that people wouldn't even remember that we are part or we started it with a legacy. They might remember a name, but maybe not the first name. Like everyone remembers a surname, but maybe not the first name. So I bought John D. Rockefeller. We don't know his children or it doesn't come to everyone's remember it so easily. And where I'm going with this is the time on this earth really matters and those who we spend it with really matters. And for me, 
spending time with family and loved ones is truly priceless. I don't think there's a price you can pay for spending that quality time with your parents, um, siblings, cousins, and friends right now and live in the moment and be present. I heard, uh, I don't remember which podcast it was or which conversation, but when you think about your parents, say you see them three, four times a year. When I say see them three, four times a year, I mean, you just spend time with them, not at functions, because when you think about it, you speak to your parents very regularly on the phone, especially as you grow up, but spending time physically with them can somewhat be constrained. And say you see them four times a year in person, say they're pushing 60 years of age, and no, hopefully they're blessed with at least 20 more years of good years ahead of them. That's 20 times four times. That's only 80 times you're going to see them until they leave this earth. And I think when you see things from that perspective, you're very much more um, deliberate with how you want to spend time and the time you spend with them. It's not going to spend time with them and then being, you know, oh, busy on your phone. Just spend undivided, interrupted time with them. There was actually a reel I came across, which was a suggestion everyone should ask their mother. It's like, oh, for example, what's the greatest memory you have of you and I? Um, what was your childhood like? All these different things that we don't think to ask our parents, but yet it can unlock so much emotion and so much great times that they've had, forgetting they've also lived a life. We've lived our lives and we live in ours now, but what was their life like? What was their upbringing like? What did they enjoy doing as a child? What did they enjoy doing as a, as a teenager? And things of that nature. And I think that's why I say spending time with family is priceless, irrespective of the cost. Of course, be you know, frugal to some degree and don't be stupid and uh, be very irresponsible. But you know, something that I wanted to do for my son was to make sure he saw his great grandma. My grandma's 92. I don't know how many years on this earth she's going to have, but I know how much joy that brought her. Not necessarily him because he didn't know very much what was going on, but the joy that it brought her when she saw him and they spent time. We were, went to Nigeria for five days and we saw her four of those five days. And the trip was just to see her. So for me, what I've learned is that time with family, you can't put a price on it. Facts. And with that, the episode has come to an end. Done. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was poetry. Um, every word you mentioned resonates, I think, with all of us. Uh, I think we all understand. And I think in this, in this group, I think a couple of members here have actually made changes to their entire lifestyle over the last 24 months to ensure that we are closer to families and we have much more touch points because that point you mentioned, that example you gave around you measure your quality by touch points, not how many years you think your mum and dad have left is actually what people should focus on. Um, the only thing I'll just add to that actually is I think one thing that's actually really, really helpful into what you said is going into interactions with your mum, your father, your family, looking forward to it, appreciating that time as opposed mm -hmm. to just sort of seeing them. And I think that sort of mental shift creates a much more appreciative um, space, uh, which I think really, really helps. And let's switch to a professional. Um, maybe I'll sort of pass it to Shual. So this is sort of professional self-reflections as of from 2023. So this one, I'll keep it even simpler than my other one. I think it's really come to light even more how the best projects in life are not zero-sum games. So I think this year... I've worked on some of the biggest ventures or ideas or business ideas I've ever wanted to work on. Um, and in all those cases, it's only been sizable because I've been able to partner with other people, whether that's 
with ACG working with construction partners who are getting paid a premium for the work that they're doing, but the work is good quality and I get an output, they get an output. Or partnering with investors who trust me with their funds, they get a return and then we get an asset. And I think this, the year just gone by has just reinforced the point that I that to continue to grow, um, try and find other people that are aligned on the same goal that you're working on and the direction that you want to move in. Uh, and ultimately, if the pie is big enough, then there'll be more than enough for everyone to not only succeed, but also thrive and grow grow further. So that's been the biggest professional ref- reflection that the best projects in life are not zero-sum games. Yeah, um, my reflection from a personal point kind of relates end of 2022 into 2023. I say that because on the 10th of October, 2022, at 10 past 10 p.m. exactly, I wrote on my my board that I was going to get a promotion in Q1 2023 at work. And Q1 came, the promotion didn't come. And where I work, there's only two cycles of promotion. So in Q1 and end of Q beginning of Q and Q3, yeah, Q1 and Q3, end of Q3. And I was like, I was gutted in Q1. I didn't erase the goal from my, from my board. Um, and then Q2 came and I worked my, my, I worked my socks off. I had some clear action points. So I knew what my deliverables were, what my objectives were for every month, every quarter. And in Q3, um, I got the promotion. And what my professional sort of, learning and reflection is, is that delay is not denial. And that can be used in many different settings. Just because something doesn't happen right now, it might be delayed, but it's not denial. It's only denial or denied when you stop working towards it. So for any goal that you even had that's lapsed in, you know, past 2023 to 2024, doesn't mean you should stop going for it. It just means just keep going for it and you can achieve it. Ultimately, delay is not denial. That's it for me. Delay is not denial. Is that by any chance a like biblical verse or something from Christianity? No. No. Okay. No. Well, I, d- I certainly didn't get it from, from that okay. angle anyway. No. Okay. No, I think I've seen someone come with, with something similar. It was quite powerful, actually. Delay is not delay is not denial. Cool. I, I'll, maybe I'll go next and then I'll sort of pass it on to, to Olu. Um, for me, the professional reflection is simply uh, growth comes with change. Uh, and, you know, I, you guys, people listening are never actually going to realize what you could have become, what you can become unless you experiment, you try different roles, you try different ventures and and you really look to um, put a a strategy out which looks at making changes every five to 10 years. I think it's, it's very, very easy to get into a position where you are making progress in a very comfortable state and you are pretty much in one particular lane. Um, But I think unless you consciously think about making a change, whether that could be within the company, leaving the company, um, you know, you, you don't know what you're capable of. And I, and the other thing also what I've learned is I think nine times out of 10, all of the fears that we have about making a change never actually materialize. So we're being held back by things which are never actually going to become true. And so, and if you're quite intentional about your work and you, you sort of, you're calculating the risks, it always seems to pay off, providing you don't give up. You know, so I think I think this idea of change, change every five to ten years, whether it's a new industry within the role, um, because ultimately it's progress that actually drives us. So I think I think it's it's we should be we should be we should fear at not becoming more um, because we didn't give ourselves the chance. 
So that's that's sort of my um, professional reflection and thinking. Um, Olu, just before we talk, Olu, I just wanted to say quickly. Yeah. Pete, you were right. There, it was a Bible verse because I had it actually underneath my picture. I looked through. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, I'm deep in the scriptures these days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Olu, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, mine would be in terms of professional investing finance side is investing will always be a good idea. I think we we've seen the market sort of recover and come back, right? I think a lot of 2021, 2022, there was a lot of fear in the market. People saying this is not the best time to invest. Everything's going down. And really my biggest lesson from 2023 is control what you can control. You can control how much you invest, right? You can control investing in quality. The rest, the interest rates, the economies, you can't control that, especially if you're going to invest in the long term. So I think that was one of the things I learned in 2023. I just said, be laser focused, um, control what I can control, the amount that I invest. So I said, my stocks and shares ISA, I'm going to max that out, right? Everyone's very fearful right now. That's always the best time. We've studied Warren Buffett multiple times. Um, um, so I said, this is the best time to invest in quality companies. And I was able to, again, reap the reward we saw in 2023, the, the S&P 500 go up around 24%, right? When it came to my stocks and shares, ISIS, my pensions, right? I didn't waver. I didn't come out of it. And now I get to reap that reward. And again, not to focus on what everyone's saying, especially when you're investing in the long run, keep your head focused, keep your head down. And just continue investing, control what you can control. And and Olu, just to be um a question on when you say maximizing your your um shares ISA, does it mean the amount of money you put into the account or the amount right. of money you're investing? Um from the, the amount of money that I can put in there, and then okay. also investing, right? Of um in most cases, I don't try to time the market because you can't really time the market, but the thing you can control is every tax year you've got a maximum amount that you can put into your stocks and shares ISA. I said, especially in 2021, 2022, when everything was going down, I said, this is now time for me to double down. These are once, or you get, you might get these moments multiple times in your lifetime, but not that often where you mm. see a correction of 20, 30%. This is now time for me to invest more because I'll be looking back and say, oh, I wish everything wasn't so expensive right now. I'm sure you, you're the same. If you saw properties drop, 20 30 percent you instead of you worrying about it you'll be like this is the best time for me to invest mm. you're not going to get these opportunities multiple times in your lifetime yeah great advice so then with with that i mean i hope you know the listeners are able to listen to our self-reflections and it gives them sort of impetus to think about their own uh because as i mentioned in the beginning of the episode without self-reflection a decade of experience is just one year repeated 10 times so um, after reflection comes sort of looking forward. And we also wanted to pair our reflections with some of our focuses for 2024, maybe not specific goals um, and the details of those, but in terms of how we thinking from a personal standpoint, theme-wise, and also from a professional standpoint in 2024. Daniel, why don't you sort of share your uh, personal and professional um, focuses for 2024? Yeah, sure. I think for me, the personal is no really no real different to 2023. I think for me this year, it'll be continuing to spend time with family, um, 
with my immediate and extended family as well, whether within the country or abroad, where opportunities um, arise. I think what really made this um, an area of, of importance for me was, I think it was, it was day of recording four years ago exactly. I think I took, I took, not I think, I took Melissa away for her surprise 30th birthday. And I recall that kind of moment quite vividly because the day before, or the night I told her about the surprise, we spent time seeing my dad. And that evening, so I remember we went, we met up after work, went to my parents' home, and my sister and her husband were doing the same, or my sister and her fiance at the time were doing the same. And my dad was going back to Nigeria on, on the same day that we were going to uh, Morocco, Morocco, but Melissa wasn't aware. And we had a nice conversation. It was good to see him. And it was only today that Melissa actually said, wait, that was, we and I went back to our WhatsApp chat. I saw my dad only twice in the year of 2020 before he passed away. And what that meant for me is when I started 2020, never would I thought, oh, I'm only going to see my dad twice before he, he leaves the earth. And I was like, well, it's, when you think about it that way, it's quite deep. But of course, we spoke regularly. We spoke on, on, on WhatsApp video, et cetera. And the next time, the reason why it was twice, of course, COVID came. You know, it, no one knew COVID was coming in January 2020. March came, everything was locked down. He was in Nigeria, then managed to leave Nigeria in June on the last BA flight that was leaving Nigeria for England to allow people to return to their home country, although a dual citizen. And then the last day I saw my dad was actually on Father's Day before he passed away two weeks later. So I say that again, and similar to what I said earlier, is you don't know how much time we have with our loved ones. So for me, it's just about making sure that those moments count, those moments matter. And for me, every time I'm out, my camera's with me because I'm always mm. just there to capture the moments and snap them. But I want to do more is take videos because they capture the sound, the emotion as well, and the, the, um, the, the scene and the atmosphere. On a professional point, I think it's just to grow more in, in, in the industry, to sharpen and hone in on my skills and to become more impactful um, and to be used in the right areas of work and within the industry to make meaningful relationships and connections and to just thrive and to enjoy the work that I do. Olu, I'll pass it on to you. Yeah. Um, on the personal side, I echo everything that Daniel's mentioned. I'm not just, I'm not going to repeat it, but I think it's spending time with loved ones. Um, similar to Daniel, my dad passed away this year. Um, and I think it makes you just realize the limited time you have with your parents. Um, so I've made a conscious decision, right? And Daniel's talked about it, those touch points, especially with my mom. Um, and I've set a goal for 2024, right? To travel away with her, right? Mm -hmm. She always, P mentioned it, right? If you ask your parents, tell us about a memory or a time that you've really enjoyed between us she would say it's being able to travel to every single location and country that you worked in, right? She would say to me, I could not imagine growing up in Nigeria and moving to the UK and going to all these different countries, Sweden, Dubai. Um, she went to Hong Kong, all these different places. So I want to just continue to have those memories. And like Daniel said, record them. Um, and then on a personal, I, I guess on a professional i don't even know it's less the professional but i was twist this in a way where i say investing in my health right so investing in my health so it's continuing from 2023 and it's continue to invest in my health because as long as i'm healthy right 
physically, mentally, I'm able, everything else will work itself out. Right. So going into 2024, um, I've started doing like a water fasting. So I've said to myself, 12 times in the year, I'm going to do a 48 hours water fast. So I'm actually doing one right now. So if I'm low energy, it's because I've just had water all day, no food. So I'm no, going to do that good. for 48 hours and I'm going to do that 12 times during the year. Also, I'm going to do juicing, right? So, uh, and when I mean juicing, I'm not talking like sports-wise juicing. <laughs> you got to clarify. You have to clarify. <laughs> I had to clarify that. But what I mean is a juice diet for like three to five days, um, which just to, just to clarify though, Lou, for for maybe the listeners who are not who are listening to this and who are not watching it, you could pass that you're juicing the other way with the way that your biceps are tension. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why I wanted to clarify. This is all hard work. This is all hard work. Um, so doing a juice diet and sort of tying into what you were talked about in terms of taking risk, I've started doing boxing and hopefully I could do um, one amateur white collar fight um, this year which would take me outside of my comfort zone um, and challenge me in terms of the fitness element of it. So yeah, that's my side. <laughs> no, I love it. I think, I think, I think Ollie, you should, um, in addition to everything that you've been thinking about, you should also put on there maybe um, to compete, complete an Ironman. You, you're heading in that direction. Um, I'm actually so, going to do a, I've signed up for a tough mother. Okay. Um, I think it's I in April. Huh? 10k 10k <laughs> and i think it's in april which i'm gonna do um so maybe one day one day okay cool yeah for myself um so personal professional so i think from a personal standpoint um it's i kind of think of it in terms of themes and the theme from a from a from a personal standpoint looking forward in 2024 and beyond the theme is for me is the top is the bottom and complacency will be my biggest threat to success and so the whole thinking for me here has been around, I'm now entering a phase in my life whereby I'm going to start perfecting routines over a longer period of time. Because what I've experienced in the past is, and this is where I talk about complacency, is um, I would have sprints of, of great routines. And then I feel like I've reached the peak of a mountain and I've earned the right to either slow down or stop doing what actually got me there in the first place. And, and I've come to also realize that that's actually, that doesn't put you in the conversation of greatness because it's very much a stop and start um, momentum. So it's this idea of really understanding that complacency is the biggest threat to anyone's success. And there is no world where a finish line exists for high performance. So that's, that's sort of the personal side of things. Um, from a professional standpoint, I think it's, I think those that have been following me, I think you guys would also, you know, agree and understand it's, it's to really the next cycle of growth for the businesses, um, that um, I'm in. And from, from a real estate standpoint, it's up to now, the story has very much been a story of self-funding a portfolio to get to this level. Um, JV with family members to also help them build their portfolio. And now it's a case of sharing the wealth. So, so we're looking to scale up from a financing standpoint and also the type of deals that are done. So that next phase of growth is, is what will be the expectation uh, for 2024 and beyond. And also um, further ventures within within healthcare. So it's it's coming at the right time, um, and it's it's all ready to sort of take off and and, and move in. And the, the challenges is, is come at the right time. So that's that's sort of my personal theme 
and professional focus for this year and beyond. And then I'll sort of pass it to... Yeah, go, sorry, before I pass it to Shua, go ahead, uh, Dan. I just wanted to challenge you on something. You said in the personal, yes. not stopping and starting, but more of a continuous yes. approach. Have you ever thought that you're not necessarily stopping, you're pausing and resetting to continue to be stronger? Because some mm -hmm. things can't answer, or some things aren't sustainable for long term, as in without stopping, pausing, reflecting, or resetting, as opposed to thinking that you're stopping forever, you're more just pausing, resetting, and continuing. I'll give you, I'll give you a clear example. Okay, sure. <laughs> Maybe that may, a, that, that may help. That a may very help. micro, very micro example. Um, so I would be on a great health, uh, health sprint. Um, working out uh, consistently and preparing for maybe a vacation or for whatever the case may be. Or your birthday. And as I, or, or my November 5th, my birthday is all enough to bring up. And as I get, and as I get sort of, I reach the top, um, I feel great. Maybe the mistake that I made was maybe setting a, a, a deadline or a finish line, because I think mm. as you guys know how dopamine works and, and the effects of setting it after you sort of fall off. But what I tend to find is I get on holiday and I start eating junk. It's not what got me there in the first place. So it's it's kind of, I've had enough examples in my life now where I'm, I'm for me personally, I'm kind of sick and tired of this idea of doing well to, a to get you to a certain point and thinking you've earned the right to then go against what got you there in the first place. And you can actually apply this thinking to a lot of things in life. So as a very, very small example, you know, sustaining from fast food and then getting to the top and then actually sort of saying, well, I've earned it now. So I'm going to just eat cheeseburgers for the next two weeks. It, it, that doesn't put you in the conversation for greatness, <laughs> you know. So, so shot fired. What are you trying to say? A very, huh? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's a very, very um, um, small example. But you can actually, you can actually sort of extrapolate that out to everything that we do. And, and if you think about it, you know, it's it's um, the 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 end. Yeah, the finish line is overrated. Try and, so and tell think... that to R nine. Try and tell that to R nine. He's still in the he's still in the the league of greatness. The, what are the, Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo. <laughs> So yeah, so I hope, I hope that answers help. Yeah, it does. Yeah, thanks. Uh, sure, go ahead. Great. No, thanks everyone for for sharing. I think some really good uh, reflections. So I think from from my side, I'll round it out on behalf of everyone. So I think a lot of the themes are actually very similar to my my thoughts for the upcoming year. I think professionally, if I if I had to narrow it down to a few words, I've narrowed it down to the phrase "don't settle," and what that is trying to mean is to keep the motivation to keep pushing across all the professional ventures that I'm involved in. So during that, that means pushing myself into uncomfortable situations and looking at bigger things, but ultimately uh, having that mantra of not settling and pushing through will ensure that I get to the next level that I'm trying to get to professionally and all the ventures that I'm involved in. And then from a personal standpoint, I think, and this echoes a lot of what Olu has said, Daniel said, and what Pabilo has mentioned about the family element. I think last year I was fortunate where um, I was able to take my wife to 12 countries together in our first year of marriage. And now this year, the target isn't to do another 12, but the target is to do at least eight so we can get to 20 cumulatively. Um, and then also last year was one of the years where I was able to spend a lot more time with my parents, and my brothers and our extended family and have a lot more moments together. And then the plan is for this year to continue with those and to have a certain number of moments during the year that we can really cherish as um, as memories and that we can carry through into the future as well. And I think both of those goals that I just mentioned are echoing a lot of the sentiment that you've heard here in today's episode from the podcast. So I hope you as listeners can take all these reflections um, in your own way, shape or form. And also, I hope it puts you into a better position looking to the year ahead. And I think with that, I'll pass it back to P.
Yeah, I think no, sure. You've mentioned it. Uh, I think it's been a great episode, um, and I and I really hope it's resonated with um, our listeners, so they can run a similar exercise, self reflect on last year and the year before, and then use that self reflection to think about you know what do you want to focus on for this year and beyond, and um, it just it just helps to raise your self awareness, uh, and I think and I'd like to think that a lot of what we've mentioned actually today, especially around family, and increasing those touch points. And being very intentional about about that has has resonated with everyone that listened. So um, I've I've loved the conversation. Thank you so much for, um, you know, uh, bringing your thoughts to the table. And with that, I'll pass it to Daniel to uh, close us out. Yeah, great. Uh, we've reached the end of episode two hundred and twenty-one. Thank you for making it uh, this far with us. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under the handle of Take Flight Podcast. You have any questions for us, comments, or episode suggestions, as well as feedback, feel free to comment or slide into our DMs. Until next week, stay safe, stay well. God bless. Take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly away.